0: Bienvenido, everybody. What is going on? This is your man, L. Jamal, coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is a place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Today, it's just going to be a brief week six preview for the NFL. I just wanted to break this down for you guys. I have three key uh, three uh, key takeaways from last week that I mixed in within my power rankings. Uh, I, got, well, I have two of them that I mixed in with the power rankings. One more that I'm going to save uh, when I'm done with the power rankings and I got three questions actually two questions going into uh, this week as well going into week six and finally I got some key matchups I want to go over with you guys so let's get right into it like I said let's go over my top eight power rankings going into week six at number eight I have the Panthers here who are four and two and they just keep on winning they are four and oh without Cam Newton last week they got a really crucial win on the road at Tampa 37 to 26 however Cam is on the comeback I have talked about this a little bit Uh, Earlier this week, uh, he has been working out that. Well, he has been healing uh, that foot injuries. Well, it's pretty much healed now. And uh, I believe this is the no. They have one more week. uh, Then they will be hitting the bye week and he will be available then. So look out for that. And uh, on top of that, though, Kyle Allen is doing his thing in. in his backup duty uh, really well. 901 yards through the air so far and seven touchdowns. Again, they have one more game to go, and then uh, week seven in that bye week for the Panthers is going to be where it heats up in terms of that quarterback situation. Well, Let's move on to number seven, where we have the Ravens, who are sitting at four and two. Uh, they uh, well, they have the second player to pass for over 200 yards and actually rush for 150, and that being Lamar Jackson, of course, in an NFL game. Uh, the first to do it was Cappie. He did it in the playoff and I believe in their playoff run in 2012. So again, uh, we're just seeing the evolution of the game a little bit to seeing what these quarterbacks can do on the ground and through the air. He also won the FedEx ground, uh, FedEx Ground player of the week as well with his rushing performance. He had more, uh, I think he had more rushing yards, um, uh, I believe he had more uh, rushing yards than passing yards, now that I think about it, or maybe he had about 150 rushing yards, something like that, Uh, but again, uh, they are first, that being the Ravens now, they are first in overall offense, they average about 450.6 yards per game, which is crazy, uh, because they do have some deficiencies passing the ball, so uh, again, for them to be, uh, you know, Getting about 450 yards a game, and actually to be second in scoring, scoring just above 30 points again, that is amazing. Because again, they do have the deficiencies. Again, I think stretching the ball down the field, and I mean there is some mechanics and some things that uh, that uh, Jackson does need to learn uh, through the course of his career, and I think he'll he'll get better at that. He intends to get better at that because I think there's an effort and an intent intent there to really want to be a competent and respected quarterback not just the athlete as in the past with Michael Vick and with uh, Robert Griffin I think he's done his homework he's seen where those careers uh pretty much end up and he wants to do a little bit more than that and I think that's commendable the man and I think since he's already put it out there just like I think uh just like I, I I understand where people say if you if you speak on it, it you' speaking something into existence so I I envision him becoming a, a top pocket passer within the next th- uh, two to three seasons because he's put that out there and that's his intention to do that and I and I uh, I believe in him and the, but the one thing I will give them a knock and this is a team back to the team overall is the last two weeks were not pretty of course they had to win 23 to 17 against the uh, Bengals wasn't a great game offensively and then you had a similar not so great offensive game against the Steelers I think uh, uh, your boy Jackson threw a couple picks in that game so not very well, and then again, he did not score a touchdown through the air, through the air, yes, Uh, excuse me, last week versus the Bengals, so again, there needs to be some improvements there, especially uh, passing the ball offensively, but overall this is a good team, and they still have a great defense, and they they are missing some key pieces there in that secondary, but again, like I told you yesterday, they brought in Marcus Peters, hopefully uh, Jimmy Smith can come back for them pretty soon, and then again, they'll have a potent tandem back there in their secondary, of course they have Earl Thomas there as well, but look at the look at the, keep a good keep a good eye on the ravens uh, they, i think they have a pretty easy uh, game this week that they should be able to win uh but let's move on to the number 16 uh we have the vikings here they are also 4 and 2 now their last game was a uh a w they got it against the new york giants 28 to 10 pretty easy game of course cuz the giants they're, of course, they're in rebuilding mode. Uh, the Vikings are currently sixth in the league in points allowed. They just allowed 93 points in total, just giving up about 15 points a game, actually 15 and a half to be exact. And they're actually third in the league in rushing, and they average about 159 yards per game. And Dalvin Cook has been the main catalyst in that. Uh, he has a he has 583 yards on the year so far, and he has six touchdowns. Of course, the Vikings have a pretty solid uh defense as well especially up front and uh and they're definitely in in con- definitely in contention right now especially for that division uh, we already know pretty i mean all these teams here, in my opinion, pretty much have a shot at the playoffs. Uh, that being said, the Vikings definitely have a chance because I think they're a little bit balanced. I think if Kirk Cousins can continue to, uh, he's had somewhat of a renaissance the past couple of weeks. If he can get that passing, his passing, uh, you know, his passing together and and all that, this team can make a run, in my opinion, because they're a little bit more balanced uh, than, uh, than Green Bay, in my opinion. And they're a lot more healthy. We'll get into the health of the Packers in just a second as well. At number five, <clears throat> excuse me, we have the Texans here. They also sit here at four and two. They've won two in a row and they've scored 84 points in those games in those games combined. So a lot more offense leads to a lot more success overall for this team. But of course, that's we knew this already. Uh, they have a big game this weekend at Indiana. I'll also get into this one a little bit later. It's a very important game, in my opinion. Um, and finally, Deshaun needs to stay upright, meaning he can't be sacked too much. He can't be pressured too much. Uh, we've already seen it when they don't give up a lot of uh, quarterback pressures and sacks, that being the Houston O-line. The offense performs a lot better, and guess what? They get the W. Uh, that's what that's what happened pretty much last week. Uh And uh, pretty much the week before versus the the Falcons. So, again, I think it's imperative that the offensive line for the Texans keeps Deshaun Watson protected. Because, again, that is the key to their success. Uh, And uh, we're going to move to the number four team. We have the Saints here at four and one. One of my key takeaways is Teddy is pretty much Drew Brees' replacement at this point. We should just recognize that. I don't know how much longer Drew Brees has, but I think when he – uh, steps away, I think the Saints need to do the right thing and, and keep, you know, especially for right now, keep Teddy in the fold. Uh, now, last week was a win, 13 to 6, at Jacksonville. Uh, he would go 24, 36 for 240 yards, and he uh, had the only the team's only touchdown. So again, he is the, pretty much the catalyst as to why they're winning right now. Adam Kamara did not have a great running, uh, well, he did not have a great running game uh, last week. He's been on the slow. He's been uh, well, on the down turn in the past couple of games on top of that so i mean teddy bridgewater is not blowing anybody away of course but he's getting the job done and more importantly he's not giving up crucial or big turnovers you gotta give the man respect here, but they have some—they uh, have a few injury scares this week on the offensive side, including wide receiver Trey Quan Smith. Uh, he, they, uh, sorry, running back Alvin Kamara, and also Jared Cook—they all missed uh, practice, uh, significant practice time this week, and they are questionable. And uh, what's—I kind of, don't think it's funny, maybe ironic would be the word here—but they are dealing with ankle, some type of ankle issues. So there you go. That's what the Saints have right now. They might have a difficult time next week and I do believe that Drew Brees is. if he's not coming back this week uh, he's coming back uh, week 7 uh, but let's move on to number 3 I have a tie here I'm going to uh, put Seattle and Green Bay here they are both at 5-1 and one. and the reason being I can't really distinguish the two teams apart at, the, at this very moment because they, they have the same record and I think they're both for the most part better than the Saints in ways uh, but again time will tell even between the, even between the two, uh, but let's talk about Seattle for a little bit. They are second in the NFC West, and they are they do have some significant uh, some significant injuries to deal with this week, including tight end Will Disley, uh, guard D.J. Fluker, also linebacker K.J. Wright and defense K.J. Wright and defensive end Ezekiel Anza. These guys are questionable, uh, most of them. Again, um, various injuries here, and you know, again. We're going to need, the, I mean, Seattle's going to need some of these guys to suit up, especially, I would say, DJ Fluker, just to give some uh, for some protection on that old line, especially uh, Will Disley with what he's been able to do uh, in terms of catching the ball and everything like that. He's been a really good target for Russell Wilson recently, and if you look at his fantasy numbers, that that's almost proof right there. So, again... Uh, Seattle's missing some pieces this week. They may be missing some pieces this week. That's what they're going through. But overall, they're a good team. They're fifth in overall offense. They're also eighth in uh, rushing yards, and they're also second in the league in rushing touchdowns with 14. So they've pretty much gone back to that ground and pound uh, offense that they had when they were the Legion of, when they had the Legion of Boom. And they're still trying to develop a Legion of Boom defensively again. Maybe a 2.0. It might even be something different. Who knows? It might just be the Emerald City Smashers or something. The Smash Brothers. I don't know, but it's gonna be something different, and I think uh, Seattle is going through that right now. But again, for them to be five and one despite all that's changed, you gotta give some. You gotta give. You gotta give uh, uh, the props to where they belong, and that's to the coach Pete Carroll, and also to the quarterback uh, Russell Wilson staying true uh, to the identity, uh to whatever part of identity. Uh, their identity that they could hang on to and uh, that I think that is definitely why they are in the position they are in right now and uh, we're going to talk about Green Bay for just a little bit as well Uh, they are currently first in the NFC North of course uh, but they are lacking uh, significantly at wide receiver we have uh, Devontae Adams who's missed two games so far uh, with with turf toe Uh, again he hasn't been at practice we also are missing out on uh, Geronimo Allison he suffered a concussion and a chest injury last week so he's looking to be out especially uh, because of that concussion usually under the concussion protocol you usually end up uh, just of, well and I might even say it might be on the severity of it but usually I usually when people suffer a concussion I don't see them playing in the next game or I hear about them not playing in this game that's kind of what I've been seeing uh, as of lately again I'm not too sure if that was always the case but especially with all the you know the new changes in the protocol and CTE scares of course that, you know, players are gonna have to take some time away uh, from that risk again. And again, uh, they're missing out on Va- uh, Sorry, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling uh, as well. So uh, they recently had to sign free agent Ryan Grant, and uh, you know that's pretty much what they've been having to do. And Ryan Grant even has his own uh, injury issues as well. So uh, he just was able to get healthy, if I'm not mistaken. So again, the Packers are in dire straits, and uh, in my at least in terms of you know passing the ball uh the Packers are in trade rumors however regarding uh wide receiver A.J. Green and or tight end Jordan Howard so it's possible especially with Jimmy Graham being injured as well that they could get a great wide receiver or a great tight end uh, possibly both because again you are tr- making trades here so uh maybe they can get both uh I would I mean uh, why not get A.J. Green, though, if you could just settle with that? That'll be fine. I think O.J. Howard would be cool as well to have. But, again, uh, you have a lot of injuries here on the on the receiving side of things. And I don't know when everybody will be together. There's also a chance that Devontae Adams is a play this week again. So you're going to need some type of firepower throwing the ball down the field, especially with Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of which, so far, he's had a pretty decent year. Of course, the numbers probably aren't as eye-popping as usual, of course, because his receiving core is injured. But so far, he has 1,498 uh, passing yards. He has eight touchdowns as well as two interceptions. But let's move on to number two. We have the Patriots here at 6-0. and Yes, they have one more win in the Niners than the Niners, but I just, I just like the way the Niners are winning. They're just playing a lot better competition, so for one. And uh, for the Patriots, no real news here. This is how, I mean, and again, for what it's worth, I mean, they are a true number two. And, if you know, again, if, if you know, the Niners, you know, were five and one or, you know, something like that, I have. No, I mean, of course, I would put the Patriots here. At number, I mean, I would put the Patriots at number one. But again, I just don't like I mean, the competition, you know, isn't hasn't, uh, you know, isn't there yet. So, again, they only they, the only real news that they have here, though, is they recently suspended defensive end Michael Bennett for alter, uh, for altercation with the defensive coordinator, Brett Bielema. So, there you go. And they are also in trade rumors regarding A.J. Green. So, that's indicative of how good this team is, Don't, regardless of whether or not I put them at one or two in the power rankings. They're pretty much a good team all around. Nothing really new to report here. Uh, anybody who's in the know knows how good the defense is. They are first in scoring defense, first in overall defense, if I'm not mistaken. They're not giving too much up uh, in terms of points or you know yardage. So, again, uh, of course, you have Tom Brady. They're the same pieces, and you know it. You know they are one of the possible front runners for AJ Green, and that can make them even better. So there you go. So let's move on to number one. We have the Niners here at five and zero. They had a really well-deserved road win versus the Rams, twenty to seven. I really respected the win, and in my opinion, uh, this is going to be one of my other takeaways from the week. George Kittle is the next great tight end. Uh, Currently, uh, he's one of the top tight ends right now, in this this season with three hundred thirty-eight receiving yards, he does just have a touchdown, but I expect that should improve. He also leads tight ends with yards at the catch. So again, uh, he's really Dynamic, again you know, one of the best in the league right now, and it's really part of the. Uh, he's really uh, an integral part of the Niners' success. And finally, they have the second best scoring defense, only averaging 12.8 points a game. And but then at the same time, they are very balanced because they have the fourth best offense in the in the uh, in the league. So again, great defense, great offense. And again, this is how you get to be undefeated and you're playing against pretty solid competition or competition that's been highly, highly rated. So uh, whether it be the Browns in last week, I mean, and you know, the Browns were trash. You can say what you want about the Browns. But again, uh, they pulled out a, a good win against the Rams as well. You know, so a uh, convincing win on top of that. They only kept the Rams to seven points. So and, and we all know what everybody says about Sean McVay. So there you go. Great offense, great defense. Again, balance, balance, balance. One thing I always stress. I think that's what all the great teams have. They have a good defense. They have a great offense, and the Niners have that. So and they're consistent. So let's go ahead. Uh, one more takeaway from Week Five, and I know this doesn't surprise anybody, but the Eagles and the Giants are very underwhelming this year. They're both at five, of the course, three and three. And, you know, everybody had the Giants or the Eagles in their locks for playoffs. I already know it. Well, a lot of people. You, you hear, you, you know, you listen to, you know, the undisputed guys. Shannon, you know, he's, of course, he's pro Eagles. Of course, Skip is pro Dallas. So, of course, you know, you listen to those guys and, and pretty much, you know, everybody, that I taught even I, you know, had you know the Eagles coming away, you know, winning at least winning the division. But I didn't think they'd be that great, uh, and I'm not surprised that they're at three and three. I think there was limitations in Carson Wentz, believe it or not. I know that's an unpopular opinion, and I think even despite adding Jordan Howard, I don't think that that running game uh, has been that great since Brian Rustbrook left. Call me wrong. Another unpopular opinion. So again, um, I'm not surprised that this team has fallen off. Uh, I thought a lot of what they did, um, especially that first year that got them to the Super Bowl, was really great. Uh, it was some spread type, you know, formations and all that. Spread everything out. Uh, it really wasn't a, you know, a punishing running game or a consistent running game at that. We had they had smaller backs. They normally do have that. Uh, you know, that can catch, okay, they can be dynamic, you know, Christian McCaffrey types, but I don't think they were consistent enough, and I think this team has never really been balanced to the point where, uh, think about it, I mean, when have you ever heard of a great running back coming out of, you know, Green Bay? Again, I mean, how often do you hear about a, a punishing runner that leaves the league in rushing or yards per carry? Again, the Giants have a better running back, of course, he's injured. But he's a way better running back than even the Eagles have. Uh, and again, the, the wide receivers, again, they have their issues as well. Uh, they have had issues with, with guys like Alshon Jeffrey being injured or whatever. Uh, you have Nelson Aguilar with issues with his hands and stuff like that. Well, you know, you can even go back to T.O. You know, he had issues with his attitude and wanted to respect his quarterback, you know. So um, I, I'm not surprised by this team's struggles. Uh, this is, you know, watching this team, again, the issues here are inconsistency. Uh, you know, one game, they're like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like one game, they look very competent, look like they could challenge for uh, a conference title. And then there's other games where you re- where you stop and think, well, can they even compete for the division? <clears throat> there you go. And, and for what it's worth, the Cowboys really haven't looked that great either. They lost the past two games, and the last game was against the Jets. And their quarterback, Sam Darnold is coming back from mono. His spleen was as big as a football, and he had to wear a flat jacket to the game. How does that happen? How do y'all lose to that? i don't i don't i don't i don't i don't i I cannot i cannot understand that and and this is funny because everybody in their mama you know always comes out the woodwork i'm a cowboys fan cowboys fans are like sealers fans they're all over the place and every year you hear adam say oh we better than your team we better i don't you know not all cowboys fans like are like this i know some really cool cowboys fans but a lot of them, they oh, Cowboys this. Especially in the national media. That's where it really gets to me. And the media always wants to talk about them and, and talk about Jerry Jones and who he wants, what players he wants to pay, and what players he, players he not going to pay. And, oh, Dak didn't do good this game. He ain't, he ain't going to get paid. Who cares if he going to get paid? They are not going to win half the time. They've lost two in a row. They lost the. They lost to a quarterback that had mono. Come oh, on, man. He, y'all, I'm tired. Sometimes the media get on my nerves. Uh, don't talk about the Cowboys. All like, just talk about X's and O's. Talk about what they need to do to win. Get out of here. We, we do not need to be bombarded with these two teams anymore. You know the, the NFL just get, and the media just gets saturated with some of these teams and and the, and the personalities and the cities that they're from. These teams are not that great, and I'm tired of the big market. We have to do, they have to dominate all over the media. That's BS. These teams are average as anybody else. Let's talk about let's talk more about the Niners. Let's talk more about you know Minnesota once in a while. Let's bring up Seattle talking about especially especially you know what gets on my nerves you really you, you, i'm serious you'll really turn on I, and i and i do this i i turn on youtube and i'll legit you know watch excerpts from all the shows oh from first things first with nick wright and chris carter and these guys are well put together and they you know they talk you know, real, you know, good stuff in terms of sports. But then they, they always got some weird cowboy story. Like, oh, uh, Dak didn't have a good game. Do you think he's gonna get that dollars, that that thirty-five million dollar contract? And you hear the same thing on the Like, what does that have to do with football? Why do we care? If they don't want him, they gonna trade him. And if they gonna keep him. They gonna have to pay him. It's inevitable. Who cares right now? They're not that good. They're overrated. Y'all keep pushing them and keep... No. You know, Zeke Elliott is all right. But that, I don't know. But, you know, again, he don't have a great receiving core right now. They're not They're not healthy. So, yeah. Let's move on to my three questions for the week. Um, well, my two questions this time around. Now, who's gonna make it out of Carolina's bye week? The starter, Allen, or Cam? Again, I think I might side with Cam if he's healthy, because again, I've said it before. We know what he's capable of. He's an MVP candidate. Well, he won the MVP, and he's also taking y'all to the Super Bowl. So I will ride with him out of respect until he shows me when he's healthy. He's garbage and he's had periods like that i can you know i can hear i can hear people saying that now okay all right well he's still the guy okay he's at least that's the guy who you draft you have to put some time into him he's won an mvp come on now come on now you gotta do him better than that no disrespect to, to allen or nothing like that but again and if cam, and again if cam does struggle You know who to put in, but a lot of that is because a lot of Kyle Allen's success is because they ain't seen him before. They threw for like 200 yards last season, maybe 300. They don't know too much about this guy. When everybody has an initial great run, look at Colin Kaepernick again. He ran, he got to the Super Bowl. Damn, he got to the Super Bowl first couple years, then after that. (laughs) We'll talk about that some more later. That's not today. I'm just saying it's an example. I saw. Don't get triggered. I'm sorry, y'all. Don't do it. I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, I mean, new quarterbacks, you know, they, they got it relatively easy. Look at, look at uh, Baker Mayfield. Another prime example. Last year, uh, twenty to go, twenty-eight and sixteen in terms of touchdown interception radio ratio. This year, he's thrown eleven interceptions. He's garbage, but not necessarily he's garbage necessarily. The, the teams figured him out. You know, they understand what his issues are. They understand what his deficiencies are. It's a matter of time before they figure out Kyle Allen. So, I mean again, if it, really if Cam is ready to go, I might as well pull him. So they don't really get too much more tape on him and film on him. And we keep him in the keep him in the you know, keep him for the next injury. Who knows? Or when we just say to hell with Cam, that's come on (laughs) you gotta be real here i mean he it's just a matter of time before somebody says oh okay well this is his tendencies this is keep it real it's a matter of time before greg williams and those guys or especially the guys in this division are gonna figure out oh this is what kyle allen does that's it so i mean no no you know nothing big here uh but uh let's move on to the next question here who's gonna take the first loss you have the niners Uh, facing off against the Redskins. And, of course, he had the Patriots taking off against the Jets. Uh, Keeping it real here, I think this is is another week where both of them can can get through um, another win. Uh, In terms of the Patriots, uh, you know, it might be a little bit different. The Jets might be riding a little high. And uh, I don't know if the Patriots are facing anything, any significant injuries per se. Uh, But the Jets could come in there a little bit, you know really super confident uh the Patriots could be in a position where they're not which is even more you know crazy to think about they could just be in a position where they're you know not paying attention or not you know you know tripping as hard and they might you know get in a little trap game who knows or uh you know and, and, and then just on top of you know the divisional rivals they play each other twice a year and they just know so much about each other you know, you have that. Too. You know, those things happen as well. I, I just don't see the the Patriots losing this one. To be honest with you, uh, maybe next year Darnold uh, will be on a level of of being able to challenge. And of course, Tom Brady is even older. Uh, you know, unless unless Tom Brady throws some interceptions and and all that and gives up a fumble or something, I, I think it's close. On the, on the, on, you know, just for a fact that just for the fact that they're confident now, they have their quarterback per se back. And, um, they do play, they do play some defense. They can make it close. I just don't see them winning it, but if they do, it's going to be a close game. And Tom Brady's going to have to throw an interception, maybe two. (laughs) Um, and for the Niners, they're facing the Redskins. I think this is an easy one. This is a wash. Uh, they're not divisional guys. I mean, so again, I mean the 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 frequency of them seeing each other is not the same, so I think the Niners have a lot of upper hand. So they have the better they have the better passing game. They have the better quarterback. They have everything right now. Um, there's not any real edge that I can give Washington. Um, one edge that I could get the Jets over the Patriots is probably their secondary. Uh, the Patriots definitely have a better pass rush. Uh, so you, I can I can give I can spot pick I could say that the Jets have a better overall running back uh, the running games are probably even though um yeah, but for the for for the Niners and the Redskins, I can't do the same. I think I think that's a wash there. Uh, I think the Niners get an easy one by at least three touchdowns. Yeah, and it's gonna be bad again. I mean, it's it's gonna be a bad year for DC. Whatever uh, whatever Dan Snyder did, he's raised up some bad juju. The team might need to re- relocate at some point. I think I think uh, whoever gets involved with that team next, or if not relocating, uh, I don't think they should relocate. But maybe start with a, friend, uh, a a mascot change or something, uh, make it more Washington-oriented or something like that. I think you definitely need to keep a to keep a team there. I, I take that back. Don't relocate, but maybe maybe uh, give the team a, a, a resurfacing, uh, give, give them a new stadium or something like that. And uh, at some point, Dan Snyder, he's, he's going to have to sell the team, which I don't know what he, if he really wants to do that or just at some point in time just just step away from the operations of the team in some capacity. Um, I don't know if that's possible for his position, but again, you know, something has got to give in that situation there in Washington. And it's a damn shame because the baseball team is hot. The hockey team has recently won a a title. So, uh, you know, it'd be nice to see uh, the Redskins or whoever they, again, because again, the name is controversial in itself, uh, but I, I think, you know, for what it's worth i think the team is endearing to the city so i'm not gonna beat on the name for too, for too much i have family members that that love that team so i'm not i'm not gonna dish on the name or really get on that but i think i definitely think ownership needs to change as much love as i have for that team ownership needs to change and uh or oh, that team is just not it's it's going to keep continuing in this down world spiral because whatever it is, uh, for whatever reason, Daniel Snyder is just not a capable owner. And I'm just going to say it right here. I, and, you know, he's just not um, he's, he's 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 egotistical. And he, I don't think he grasps football. I think he understand. he might understand business to a certain extent. I won't take that away from him because I don't have so much of a business acumen per se. So I won't judge him on that. But in terms of football, I don't think he has that. And that's what happens. You get these nerds. You get these these uh, not necessarily nerds in this situation because these are money guys. You get these these rich guys and these corporate guys and these uh, these businessmen, and they get involved in sports, but they don't know sports. They just know business, and it doesn't become a good football experience. And and it be, and it be turns a bad. It becomes a bad business experience as well. So um, you got the Raiders. Like they had their movement, you know, um, their relationship sou- sour with their city. I'm not gonna say that that was just all Oakland. At times, I might say Oakland don't give a damn that he gave them a stadium, but it could have been twofold. I don't know all the stories, but again, you know, poor management, and look at that of how that team has been performing through the years. You know, they're still trying to get right. They had to. They had to go back to 2002 to get John Gruden, and um, yeah, I, you don't want that. You don't want that uh, in your football franchise or any sports franchise. And the amount of dysfunction. Uh, there in Washington and that is at an extreme high that's all I'm gonna say Um, and again it's just unfortunate. I'm sorry I got off on that tangent, y'all. I uh, just had to speak my mind a little bit. But let's move on to the key matchups for this week. Uh, I'm going to start off with tonight's matchup with the Chiefs facing off against the Broncos. I know the records might not have y'all thinking that way, but I think with the Chiefs losing two in a row, they've been looking very exposed the last couple of weeks, in my opinion. And the one thing I feel that the Broncos can do on a consistent basis is run the ball. So you might have some issues there. Uh, I, I, you know, You still have, you know, Bob Miller on the other side. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has been facing some uh, very potent pass rushes in the past couple of weeks. He's been under the rest. So I it'll be an interesting game to see. Uh, I still have the Chiefs eking this one out, but I definitely feel that it's close. AFC West matchups like this don't matter the record. Always tend to go like this. Uh, again, that's AFC West football. You'll learn to love it if you don't already. Uh, up next, I have a very interesting, interesting, inner uh, conference matchup here between the Raiders and the Packers. Here, the Raiders are at three and two, and the Packers, of course, are five and one. Um, this one is going to be interesting. I know a lot of people might are looking at it on the surface, and I think they're going to look at uh, the Packers and whatever they're able to uh, bring into the mix, and they might find some, uh, might find a plausible case to pick them. I'm going to go another route. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, I like their running game. Um, I think the passing game is emerging. The defense is also emerging. The pass rush might not be the greatest, but the secondary is improved. The linebackers have improved as well. And, again, there's a ton of injuries in terms of the the. Packers wide receivers. Now, with that, now, and with that, it comes twofold. Now, there's again, I, I didn't say anybody was going to be out for the Packers, but they're all questionable. Now, even if they come back, they're not. Even if some of them come back, they're not going to be 100%. So, I think when you count the lack of health on the offensive side, I don't think they really have that potent of a running game, uh, despite what anybody else is saying. And no, um, Devontae, I don't smoke meth. And I think your receivers, I mean, your running game is not that great. It's 17th in the league. I, I don't smoke anything out of the pipe but some drug. So, no, bruh, I don't smoke meth. And your your running game is average at best. And it's not potent enough, in my opinion, uh, to give you guys a favorite against the Raiders. I got the Raiders winning this one uh, 31, 37-30. Why not? Uh, somewhere in the 30s. It's close. I think the Raiders have enough to eke it out in the end if they play some adequate defense. Um, again, Packers are missing a lot of pieces. I'm going to keep stressing it. They do not have a potent running game. I think we have a better running game with Jalen Richard and the rookie uh, Jacobs. I like it. I like it. I like the Raiders' chances. Um, I'm not saying that to be a homer. I, I, I definitely like what I see from this team this year. And, and so what if we lose? We go 500. We're still in an okay spot. I mean, it's better than what we could have been. I, I'm i just saying this. We were a lot worse the year before. So I'll take it. Uh, up next, we have the Texans and the Colts. This one is a very important one. Uh, both teams coming into this one with just two losses. The Texans are four and two. The Colts are three and two uh, for the for this one, it's important because I feel with the Jacks, with Jacksonville trading uh, Jalen Ramsey, they pretty much called it a wrap on their year. So they're done. Marcus Mariota has been recently benched for the uh, from the Titans. There, he's his career is up in the air, uh, at least in Tennessee. And Tennessee, I don't know what their plans are. I, I think they might still think they're in something. I I don't think I, I don't I don't believe it though. Uh, they might believe that they're still in, any, in, in some type of race. I don't. I, I don't think the league does, or the experts or the analysts. I don't think they agree. Either. And you know, the people around the league, same thing. So I think they're done. So this is pretty much it. This is it. Uh, I think they. This is their first matchup. I could. Uh, I have to go back on that. I have to. I have to go check me in. But in my opinion, uh, whether or not this is their first or final matchup. This is going to be the determining factor in this division right here. Uh, this is the Texans' best competition in the division. The, the Colts are nothing to sneeze at. They're coming off a bye week, of course, and an epic winner they got uh, again against uh, Kansas City uh, on the road. They're potent on defense. They have great linebacks with Darius Leonard. Uh, they can get to the quarterback. They have great a great secondary with Malik Hooker. He can intercept passes. Uh, he's a great roaming safety. And again, Jacoby Brissett is just like, in my opinion, Tichetti Bridgewater. He's not throwing the games away. Uh, he might not have the greatest of numbers. Uh, but again, the team is still winning, and they're winning crucial games. Uh, I'm going to give the, the edge to the Texans, though. I think there's a lot more uh, going on here with uh, Deshaun Watson. Again, if they could keep him upright, which is going to be difficult because uh, the Colts have a good defense, so we'll have to see. But after the Colts winning this, uh, sorry, the, the Texans winning this one, uh, I think they win by at least the score. Uh, they keep it relatively close uh, as well. The Colts keep this one at relatively close as well. They they keep it within the twenties, probably uh, twenty five. Uh, 21, something, 24, 21, something like that. We last second field goal. Uh, finally, we have the Cowboys and the Eagles. This one is important because again, this one is with the Redskins done, uh, the Giants rebuilding. Um, this is pretty much the battle for the NFC East. Again, whether or not they played each other before, which I can't remember at this point. Uh, this is going to decide the division. I mean, it's not like I mean, I really I. I wouldn't be surprised if both these teams swept Washington and the Giants again. This is this is it. Um, They're both 500. Uh, They both look to be kind of similar teams. Uh, This one is up. I'm going to I'm going to get this one to push. This one is this one is up in the air for me. I'm not going to call this one. Um, I I I I don't trust either team and I be honest with you. I don't like him enough. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, I, I don't know. This one is a little bit. Like I said, this one is a little bit difficult for me to call. I, I really don't have a call on this one. I don't know a, a injury. I don't have an injury report for these guys just yet. Um, I, I mean, may. I mean, Dak Prescott hasn't looked good in the past, in the past couple weeks. Neither has Carson Wentz. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll give an edge to Dallas because of Ezekiel Elliott. That's 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 all I can say. Maybe like 14 to 7 final score. <laughs> uh, Cause I, you don't know what you're gonna get. I don't know. Like ew. I don't know. Alright, y'all. I'm gonna call it a wrap. Uh, of course we're gonna have the game tonight. Uh Chiefs and Broncos, look out for that. I will be uh getting the stats for that. I'll probably um I'll probably have highlights for that game tomorrow morning. I still gotta work I'm still working on my list of the top ten worst uh Republican and Conservative cities, so hold out for that. I might just have that for the weekend for you guys if not tomorrow night um and then again i got that review i'm holding on it i'm finishing it up it'll be ready it's a surprise and it's halloween related i keep telling it's halloween related and it's gonna be a surprise i'm just waiting to unveil it as soon as i get it finished all right y'all um if you're looking to get in touch with me of course you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com that is eljbutler75 at gmail.com Um, You can also hit me up on Facebook or Instagram at L Jamal Johnny. That is E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. Once again, that is L Jamal Johnny, E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. I have a Facebook page for the show as well. It's Of course, the title, Never Out of Bounds, you know, at, you know at uh facebook so look me up there i have links i have some content there that i've shared and of course if you are looking to donate or again again uh post anything share anything with me you can always do that i do have links to my uh cash app and my paypal as well again if anybody hasn't told you yet i love you peace out one love and i'll holler at you guys later